the dead, cleanse lepers, cast out demons. This is Healing the Whole Person on WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. Call now with your question, 224-585-WSFI. That's 224-585-9734. And welcome to Healing the Whole Person. This is your host, Father Michael Sparrow from the Bellarmine Jesuit Retreat House, and I'm delighted to uh, be talking to you on this feast day of the Nativity of the Blessed Mother, uh, September 8th. We know that the Immaculate Conception is on December 8th, and nine months later we celebrate today's feast day. We don't know the chronological date, but today is set as a liturgical date. I'd also like to invite you to join me at the Bellarmine Retreat House for a retreat sometime. We have retreats virtually every weekend from September through May. It's a wonderful opportunity to experience God's healing grace. Today, we're going to be reflecting on this feast day of the Blessed Mother and what her birthday has to say to us about the power of healing. So, we're going to be reflecting in today's program on the gift of the Blessed Mother in our healing journey. Let's um, just start with the Feast of the Immaculate Conception. Sometimes uh, people confuse that with the virgin birth. But of course, what it points to is that Mary was conceived from, uh, was conceived without original sin. That in the love that Joachim and Anna had, that through the redemptive graces of Christ, in a special gift from God, that Mary became a second Eve. I like that phrase, second Eve, uh, which means Adam and Eve were conceived, created by God without original sin, but when Satan tempted them, they chose to believe the voice of the deceiver and not to trust God. So God gave humanity a second chance in the Immaculate Conception of Mary um, that like Eve, she was conceived without this predisposition towards sin, which is what original sin does. We have this, what theologians call concupiscence, which is a tendency to choose the evil. And we know that when Adam and Eve sinned, what happened was they became fearful of God. They became distrustful of God. That was the, that was the result of this original sin. So God created Mary without uh, without original sin and she continued to grow throughout her entire life in wisdom, age, and grace just like her son Jesus. Now, you may say, wait a minute, Father Michael, Jesus is God, he didn't grow in wisdom or grace, but if we take Luke, St. Luke's Gospel seriously, chapter 2, there are two different places that talk about Jesus' growth. In chapter 40, it says, The child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. And then, after the finding in the temple, again in chapter 2 of Luke's Gospel, verse 52, we read, And Jesus advanced in wisdom and age and favor 
before God and man. Here in the New American Bible, it's translated as advanced. In other translations, it grew in wisdom, age, and grace. Now, of course, as God, Jesus didn't, Jesus didn't grow, but as a human being, so complete is the mystery of the incarnation that as a human being, Jesus's mental capacity grew, his biological body, his physical body grew and matured, and his understanding of the scriptures grew. He was like us in all things but sin. And another place that uh, I find rather astounding is in the letter to the Hebrews. This is in chapter five, verse eight. In the letter to the Hebrews, we read, son though he was he learned obedience from what he suffered and when he was made perfect he became the source of eternal salvation for all who obey him so important is this reading that the church selects it on every good friday to be read as our understanding as a human being Son though he was, he learned obedience by what he suffered. As God, of course, he didn't need to learn that. But as a human being, Jesus, as gold is tested in fire, so Jesus, whose humanity, learned a more perfect obedience to the will of God by what he suffered. Well, if that's true of Jesus, how much more is that true of the Blessed Mother as well? That she would continue to grow in wisdom, age, and grace, not just in her youth, but in what she suffered. As she suffered, she, her heart continued to grow and there was a greater capacity to receive God's love and grace. She was conceived without sin, but as she continued throughout her lifetime to say yes to God in the joy and in the sorrow of her life, her heart continued to grow and expand and she became more and more filled with God's grace the places in the scripture that are obvious that Mary suffered is right after the moment of the Annunciation, Joseph wasn't granted immediately the gift of knowing that his betrothed had received this gift from the Holy Spirit. And so he doubted what Mary said. And what's recorded in the scripture is that he planned to divorce her quietly. If he had subjected her to the fullness of the law, what would have happened was she would have been stoned to death. Tremendous suffering entered into Mary's life as a result of her trusting God and her saying yes. God allowed this suffering to purify her. And then after the angel Gabriel came to Joseph in a dream and Joseph trusted that, that dream and took Mary to himself, still the people in Nazareth could have counted to nine, just as we can count to nine today, and Mary and Joseph would have been subjected to tremendous humiliation. They would have looked, the people in that town would have looked down Mary as as a fallen woman of someone who couldn't control her own sexual appetites. And then, of course, the, as uh, the well-known story as, as it's told in the scripture of Mary and Joseph having to travel to Bethlehem for the birth of Jesus, tremendous physical suffering of Mary making that long and arduous journey nine months pregnant. And then the birth itself. They're not even in a 
in a hotel room, no creature comforts, uh, assigned to uh, a cave with, with animals for the birth of Jesus, no external signs of the dignity of the birth. And then right after the birth, Simeon coming in the temple and saying to Mary, a sword will pierce your heart. A prophetic utterance pointing to the crucifixion. The flight into Egypt, as St. Matthew's Gospel records it. Joseph being awakened in the, in the middle of the night and urged, being urged to take his wife and his newborn child to flee from Herod's jealous wrath. We don't know for sure when Joseph died, but tradition says, because there's no mention of Joseph later in the scripture, that he died somewhere before the public ministry of Jesus began. So Mary, again, knowing the great sorrow of, uh, of widowhood and the greatest sorrow of her life of standing beside the Via Dolorosa, watching her, her son carrying the cross, falling three times, being whipped by the soldiers, being nailed to the cross. And then, as St. John's Gospel records it, Mary underneath the, the, the cross of, of Jesus, watching her son suffering excruciating torment and breathing his last. Of course, in the midst of all of this suffering, Mary continued to trust God. And with every act of trust, with every ability to be able to turn over her suffering to God, her heart grew. God filled her with grace, filled her with love, continued to expand her heart. And even with the joy of the resurrection, and even with the power of Pentecost, Mary's suffering did not conclude. As she watched the infant church being persecuted by the Jewish community, and tradition has it that Mary fled with John, the beloved disciple whom Jesus had entrusted his mother to, had to flee from Jerusalem for her life. Tradition has it that she flew, uh, fled to to Turkey, to the ancient town of Ephesus. Mary's pure heart continued to grow and to be strengthened by her suffering. And there are many apparitions that have been approved by the, the church, uh, the most famous of which are Our Lady's appearance to uh, the children at Fatima. And next year, uh, we're going to celebrate the 100th anniversary uh, since that apparition of Our Lady to the children in Portugal at Fatima. Our, Our Lady's apparition to Bernadette, St. Bernadette at Lourdes. Our Lady's apparition in France to the children of, of La Salette. And within our own country, or within our own continent, Our Lady's apparition to Juan Diego, the beautiful apparition and her leaving behind the external sign of her tilma. In all of these uh, experiences, the Blessed Mother comes to us as a source of love and comfort in our suffering. So uh, let me just read these beautiful words of the Blessed Mother to um, 
to to Juan Diego, which I think put in context, as we're talking about healing, there are some times that the Lord touches our hearts and grant touches our bodies and grants us a physical healing. Just this past weekend, we celebrated the uh, wonderful event of the canonization of uh, Mother Teresa of Calcutta, now Saint Teresa of Calcutta. And she became a saint by God's granting miraculous physical healings to those who inter who prayed to uh, Mother Teresa and asked for a, a physical healing, and God granted that physical healing. So there, I'm not saying don't pray for physical healings. That's important. It's vitally important. But if God chooses not to grant us that physical healing, that doesn't mean that God stops loving us. And I've just gone through this litany of all the, some of the ways, not all of the ways, but some of the ways in which our dear blessed mother suffered. And she suffered not as a result of her sin, but as a result of this human condition. And she continued to trust God in that suffering, and it enlarged her heart, and she became this mother to humanity, the queen of heaven. Listen to these beautiful words that our Blessed Mother spoke to Juan Diego in December 1531. Know for certain that I am the perfect and perpetual Virgin Mary, mother of the true God, here I will show and offer all my love, my compassion, my help and protection to the people. I am your merciful mother, the mother of all who love me, of those who cry to me, of those who have confidence in me. Here I will hear their weeping and their sorrows, their necessities and misfortunes. Listen and let it penetrate your heart. Do not be troubled or weighed down with grief. Do not fear any illness or vexation, anxiety or pain. Listen to that again. Do not fear any illness or vexation, anxiety or pain. Am I not here who am your mother? Are you not under my shadow and protection? Am I not your fountain of life? Are you not in the folds of my mantle, in the crossing of my arms? Is there anything else that you need? I love those words spoken to Our Lady, to St. Juan Diego in December 1531. We're going to be taking a break in now, and when we come back, there are some special prayer intentions that we're, we're going to be praying for those who have reached out and asked us to intercede on their behalf. And then I, I have a friend, a special guest, whom I've invited to call in on this program, a woman who has been suffering with tremendous pain, and she's going to be talking about how God's grace has touched her life in the midst of this pain. Stay tuned, and we'll be right back.
Listen at 7 o'clock p.m. every Tuesday to WSFI Spotlight, a half-hour conversation with outstanding Catholics from our community and around the world. WSFI Spotlight re-airs on Saturday at 3.30 p.m. or listen on demand anytime by subscribing to our podcast. Visit WSFIRadio.org for more information. It's WSFI Spotlight, a conversation with Catholics living in the light. Only on WSFI Catholic Radio, Tuesdays at 7 o'clock p.m. Want an example of a false sense of security? How about relying on the life insurance you get through work to pay for all of your final expenses? Do you have plans to retire someday? Or do you plan on working for that company for the rest of your life? The fact is, you may lose your life insurance when you leave a company. I'm Matt Tomlinson from Catholic Financial Life, and I invite you to share your hopes and dreams with me. To discuss your options for protecting your family, call me at 847-548-MATT. That's 847-548-6288. Products and services not available in all states. My name is Father Robert McDermott. I'm from St. Rock Church in St. Louis, Missouri. Catholic Radio is important to keep Catholics informed about Catholic events. We know in the mainstream media there's many times that Catholic stories are distorted, and so Catholic Radio is important to present the truth with clarity and fairness. WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio is committed to bringing quality Catholic programs to our local community. We only can do that with your financial support. Take a moment now to donate online at wsfiradio.org or mail your tax-deductible donation to WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. That's WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. Donations of any amount are greatly appreciated. Welcome back to Healing the Whole Person. This is Father Michael Sparrow from the Bellarmine Jesuit Retreat House in Barrington, and I'm your host for the program today on this feast day of the Nativity of the Virgin Mary. We've been talking about Our Lady's life and some of the struggles that she went through. And there are many of us who are carrying heavy crosses. A friend of mine uh, is on the line, and we're going to be talking with her in just a moment. But before then, several of you have called in with prayer requests, and I want to uh, read some of those aloud and then uh, offer a prayer at the beginning of the second half of our program. We want to pray for Maximilian Berthold, for patience and perseverance, patience and perseverance, a problem uh, with a children's chronic illness. We want to pray for Brandon, who's been suffering from seizures, that they may be, that God may stop them forever. We want to pray for Lori, healing from the strokes and the struggles in breathing and tingling throughout her body that she is experiencing. Lord, we lift up Luke, who is having surgery tomorrow. He broke his collarbone in football. And he's in tremendous pain. We pray for Luke. We pray for George, who is suffering with a broken hand. And we pray for the husband of our dear friend, Joan McHugh. Her husband, Tom, is seriously ill right now. And we pray that God would lay his healing hand upon Tom and strengthen Joan. A priest who has appeared often on this program 
At Marytown, Father John Grigus, a wonderful healing priest, is himself in need of God's healing grace right now. Father John is suffering from serious cancer, and we pray that the Lord would strengthen him and grant him the healing that he needs. There have been several of you who have emailed in prayer requests. Uh, we want to pray uh, for a person who's going through a child custody battle and praying for all the children involved in this family that God would make this work out for the good of the children and for the well-being of all concerned. We're going to pray for this person's peace of mind. They're afflicted right now and uh, are having a hard time sleeping. We're going to pray for God's healing hand upon this family in the midst of the court proceedings. We want to pray, and we do pray, for financial blessings on one family that is ex experiencing financial difficulties right now. Pray for a daughter in this family that is looking forward to being wed. We want to pray for this family that is seeking to be able to sell their, their house, which will help to ease some of their financial problems. We especially lift this up through the intercession dear Saint Joseph, the patron saint of realtors. And we pray, finally, for God's mercy for someone who, another person who is intending to enter into marriage on November 19th. We pray that God's will is done and that this union, this intended union, is blessed and protected and unfolds according to God's holy and perfect plan. Let us pray, Lord Jesus, through the intercession of our mother Mary on this, the feast day of her birth, we lift up all of these intentions and the intentions of all those who are listening to this radio broadcast, live or on, later on podcast. Lord, there is no end to your mercy. Your grace is infinite. It is limited only by our capacity to humble ourselves and ask and our ability to continue to believe. And so we pray that you would grant what is needed for the physical, emotional, and spiritual healing of these, your children, through Christ our Lord, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And now in the second half of the program, with the time that remains, I want to invite our guest, uh, Nina O'Connor, who lives in uh, Wheaton, Illinois. Uh, Nina, are you on the line? I am. Okay. Welcome, Nina. And uh, Thank you. you and I have been friends for uh, over 30 years, and for much of that time, you've suffered from debilitating asthma. But more recently, in the last few months, uh, you've experienced uh, chronic pain. Can you tell us a, a little bit about, tell the listeners of, of the, this new twist, uh, this health challenge that you've had? Yes. In um, early June, I thought I had sciatica, so I did the typical exercises to get rid of the sciatica. And then when the pain increased to what I figured was an intolerable level, 
I saw the doctor and he first sent me for an MRI and they found a synovial cyst on my sciatic nerve, degenerative discs, degenerated discs, herniated discs on levels L4 and L5. And then I was sent to a pain clinic. <clears throat> All this is unfolding over a period of weeks and months. And I received an epidural and then various pain medications and none of which let me just let me let me just ask on a scale of one to ten what kind of pain are we talking about this pain uh, was ten is still ten out of ten it's the worst pain I've ever had excruciating had pain broken shoulders yes. broken various kinds of pain um, over the years and torn ligaments and everything but this is the worst I've ever experienced. The worst and pain in your life and you're you're no stranger and, and you're no stranger to pain. And so they sent you to a pain clinic and you had epidurals and what was the result of the, the of that medical those medical procedures? Well the epidural did not ease the pain and then he suggested various pain medications which I tried but could not tolerate and which did not relieve the pain. And I thought, oh my gosh, there's no solution. And in the USA today, you expect to have some medical solution for pain, and there wasn't, and there didn't seem to be any. And how did this, how did mm -hmm. this, how did this affect you spiritually, going through this excruciating pain? I was beginning to feel desperate, but I still continued trying to offer it to the Lord until I saw a surgeon who was con concerned as he knew I had severe asthma and I'm a bleeder so he recommended physical therapy before a spinal fusion and uh, because of the dangers of it and so I'm going through physical therapy which to this date has not relieved the pain so as the pain continued as days became weeks and weeks became months the weakness of my faith showed itself, and um, although I continued to pray, it was more like, God, have you abandoned me? Have you forgotten me? Uh, what about me? Look at all the things I've done. Haven't I had enough? Aren't, are you listening? Are you hearing? Do you care? And I felt desperate. So the pain, the pain persisted, and even though I, I know you to be a woman of great faith, the 10 out of 10 pain that you were experiencing with no hope in store from the medical community pushed you and to... And the debilitation. And the debilitation. came with the pain. It's, it radically... Yes. On a daily level. Yes. It just became unendurable. I couldn't stand up enough to cook dinner, have to clean the house inch by inch, can't walk the dog, can't go out to dinner. Me. And now we're, we're, we're up and down. We we just have we just have another minute left in the okay. program. Tell me what changed for you. What changed for you? Well, as I continued in prayer, obviously, even though I was yelling at God, uh, God somehow broke through and uh, pierced my soul in such a way that. I realized that he did, God cared. Uh, the Blessed Mother who stood at 
her son's death cared, who received her son's body cared, that in their presence, I found myself not only willing to accept the pain, but at peace with the pain, knowing I was not alone. Not only accepting the pain, but at peace with the pain, knowing that you are not alone. Let us close it. And trusting. Thank you, Nina. We're just about out of time for today. Let's close with a prayer. Through the intercession of our dear Mother Mary, we pray for all those who are in pain, that their faith may be strengthened, that they may experience the peace and the joy that the Lord wants them to have. May Almighty God bless us, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. been listening to Healing the Whole Person on WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. For more information about this program or to purchase additional CD copies, please call us at 224-206-8455. That's 224-206-8455. Or visit us online at wsfiradio.org. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. Hello, I'm Bishop George Rassus. I'm vicar and vicariate one of the Archdiocese of Chicago and I'm an auxiliary bishop to our Cardinal, Cardinal Francis George. And this is listener-supported WSFI Antioch, 88.5 FM Catholic.